Welcome into Locked On Phillies. Not only did Trey Turner choose Philadelphia, but he took significantly less money to come here? Wow, a crazy report. And plus, the best lineup with Trey Turner, now a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. All of that on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I am your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phil's baseball for years over on 97.5, the Fanatic on the radio. Happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies, uh, credentialed Philadelphia sports media member. And um, I just, I mean, I, it's, I'm still speechless. I'm still stumbling over my words when I think about Trey Turner as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. Trey Turner signing his deal yesterday, and then later yesterday evening, getting announced as first team all MLB at the shortstop position. Two Phillies, by the way, first team all MLB. JT Ramuto was also the first team all MLB catcher, joining his brand new teammate, Trey Turner. And then there were two Phillies also on the second team, all MLB. Kyle Schwarber was on there and Aaron Nola above Zach Wheeler. I guess the time away with injury was not great for Zach Wheeler's chances to be second team all MLB, but Aaron Nola made it. And Zach Wheeler arguably is better. So you're looking at a situation where the top of the rotation is good. The lineup is scary. This is a really, really darn good baseball team. It feels like we got here so fast, right? If you would ask me in uh, May or June of this year, are the Phillies a really, really good baseball team? I'd say, I don't know. They have the names to be, but... I don't know what they are. They, they're they falling apart right now. The manager stinks. Who knows what's going on? And then just the turnaround we've gone through over the past couple months. But it started before that, right? It really started with Bryce Harper choosing Philadelphia because that validates the other superstars that potentially consider Philadelphia. When you look at the San Diego Padres, you don't look at Fernando Tatis Jr. He's He was there, but he hasn't had the opportunity to go somewhere else or whatever. Like He's homegrown. But you see Manny Machado, and you say, okay, well, he had a chance to go anywhere. He wants to play here, and I want to play with him because I know he's amazing at third base. When you look at <laughs> – my, my initial thought was the New York Yankees, but Aaron Judge is leaving there most likely. When you look at the Houston Astros and you see guys like Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman, you're like, okay, well, those guys have a chance to go other places, but they have no interest in leaving because they want to be in Houston. Uh, the great teams – Across baseball. When you look at the Braves, Braves are, they have a lot of homegrown, but like Matt Chapman, I understand it was a trade and everything there, but they go out and they get that guy and they bring him in to, to add, but they're a free agent destination because they have superstars that enjoy playing there. And the young players want to get inked to long-term deals quickly because they trust the organization. The Phillies prior to Bryce Harper being here, had not been that team since 2009 or 2010. And even then, they weren't really that team. They, like, they'd have some fringe signings, but your main guys were homegrown. Uh, and it, it was slightly different in the construction of the 2008 championship team, the 2009 World Series appearing team. This team, though, they're built out of like assassins, but not one-year assassins. Some of these contracts, uh, Schwarber and Castellanos, four or five years. Uh, Bryce Harper, 13 years. Zach Wheeler, five years. J. 
JT Ramuto, four years. Like, and then now Trey Turner, an 11-year contract, just locking these guys down long-term to come in here who may not be from here but want to play with Bryce Harper and everything. We talked about Bryce Harper's recruitment already. Uh, it, it's just an awesome trend in Philadelphia. But it's more powerful than even I thought yesterday when I recorded the Trey Turner's of Philly Locked on Phillies. So I've been scouring the internet and reading tweets, as I always do in my spare time, because I'm addicted to Twitter uh, like a millennial loser. But there are uh, there are some res- uh, reports, and you may have seen these already, but I haven't talked about them on the podcast yet, so I want to enlighten everybody who may not be familiar with them. So Trey Turner, right? He had a bigger offer on the table, a significantly bigger offer on the table. So the Padres reportedly outbid the Phillies by offering Trey Turner a contract worth more than $341 million. I'm going to do some quick math on that. $341 million compared to three hundred. million. That's $41 million more. Okay, I'm not that bad at math. I knew that already, but come on. Uh, it would have made him the highest paid shortstop in Major League Baseball. And you know what Trey Turner said? No, nah, no thanks. I'm going to Philadelphia. I'd rather be in Philly. Now, part of that may have to do with the fact that he would have probably played second for the San Diego Padres when everyone's healthy. Uh, Tatis, um, Machado, all those guys. Uh, But I just, it's incredible to see a guy leave that much money on the table to come to Philadelphia. Bryce Harper didn't really leave money on the table. Uh, to to come here, not in that substantial of an amount. He was he was just sold that this was a city that was passionate for him and an organization that wanted to try and win. And he trusted ownership. The guys since, well, they've, and I don't think actually Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos left money on the table either, but to see Trey Turner leave $41 million on the table, and we don't know the length of the contract the Padres offered yet, but that's just... It confirms how much he wanted to be in Philadelphia, like the reports that we initially heard uh, that I talked about on here that said his preference would be to play here in Philly. But, I mean, you could look at that and say, okay, well, the Phillies knew they were getting him the whole time. Trey Turner knew he was coming here the whole time. You just make the offer, you're good. Well, according to Matt Gelb, the Phillies woke up Monday morning and they thought they wouldn't get Turner. He had a bigger offer on the table with the Padres, like we knew. More guaranteed money in that offer with the Padres. And uh, Trey Turner decided to leave that money on the table. But the Phillies were aware of this. And they had given him their offer. They're like, well, we just got beat by $41 million. He's gone. He's going to go to San Diego. Who's crazy and would leave that on the table to come here? And, man, he just, I guess, really wanted to play with Bryce Harper. Um, Really wanted to play with a championship caliber team. Not that San Diego isn't. But you saw those teams matched up in the NLCS. (laughs) <laughs> could could you imagine if Trey Turner was looking at, and I don't know how much is factored in. I don't know how much any of this factors in. And I guess we'll hear from him at some point. He may not even tell us this theory, but could you imagine Trey Turner sitting on his couch in Los Angeles or wherever he was when the NLCS was going on, watching that game in Philadelphia and saying, wow, well, I like both these teams. I know they're both going to be interested in me, but I want to compete for a World Series. So whichever one seems to be the more competitive in the series, I'm going to go to. And then Bryce Harper hits that home run. That home run might have not only sent you to the World Series, it might have gotten you the best shortstop in baseball. (laughs) 
What a moment for Bryce Harper. Man, I love that, man. He's absolutely amazing. And now Trey Turner is here too. And I saw some uh, – I forget who said it. I forget where I saw the tweet. So that's on me. Um, my fault on uh, not being able to credit that. But someone said that there's a chance Trey Turner's the best overall player in this lineup. And I think that's a fair point, right? He doesn't really have the pop of a Schwarber or a Harper. Like, he doesn't have that. But for a middle infielder, he could swing it a little bit. Power-wise, he could certainly swing it average-wise. 302 career hitter, uh, 69 stolen bases over the past two seasons in Major League Baseball. Uh, that's tops among shortstop. Uh, he's defensively, people are all like, oh, well, he doesn't really have a glove. Did you see the errors in uh, the Dodgers' final playoff series? This basically cost him a series against the Padres, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But, like, he's got speed. He's got range. He can field at the Major League level. He's not... The he's not Manny Machado, okay? He's not Nolan Arenado. He's probably not a gold glove caliber guy at any point, but I don't know what to tell you. He's he's a good enough middle infielder for this Phillies defense. How many more times are people going to get in my mentions or reach out to me in the comments and say stuff about the defense? Who cares about the defense? You just had terrible defense and went to the damn World Series and we're two games away from winning it. Screw the defense. Bring me the best hitter at the shortstop position in baseball, who I think is overall the best shortstop in baseball. And his first team all MLB lauding would uh, seem to indicate that that is correct. So, yeah, screw the defense. <laughs> screw all that. And uh, go ahead and give me Trey Turner over every shortstop in baseball. The Phillies felt the same way, and he left money on the table to be here. Just an awesome feeling for superstars to be choosing Philadelphia. Now, coming up next, I'm going to do something interesting. We're going to talk about the ideal lineup with Trey Turner as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies and a healthy Bryce Harper. We'll discuss that coming up next on Locked on Phillies. First, I want to tell you about my friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, to soccer, esports, all of that. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Listen, Trey Turner's leaving a lot of money on the table. $41 million? That's more money than I'll ever make in my life, unless I get really, really good at this talking about sports thing. So, hey, subscribe, rate, review, do all that good stuff to, to get me my $41 million. But you don't have to leave that money on the table. With BetOnline, they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So find your way. To exploit the lines, make that money. Check out Bet Online. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. Because Bet Online is—it's absolutely indeed where the game starts. All right, so the Philadelphia Phillies lineup is dangerous with Trey Turner as a member. Uh, I'm not too worried about the defense, as I just said in the last segment. I'm looking at the offense. I'm looking at how disgusting this lineup can be when everyone's healthy, and it's going to be like near unbeatable. They're so so good, and. Uh, I mean, I don't know what more to say to laud this lineup. We know how good it is. The names, Turner, Harper, Hoskins, Schwarber, Castellanos, Romuto, Bohm, Stott, Marsh. The names carry the weight themselves. We know how strong this lineup is. And it feels like every, (laughs) every year that I do this, the lineup just gets better. I don't know how it's possible because the year before that, you got Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos. You're like, okay, well, they got some pieces and Romuto and... 
uh, Harper and Hoskins and Bohm might take a step. It's thoughts going to come up. And then you add Harper uh, or Harper. You add Schwarber and Castellanos to that. And you're like, wow, that's a really good lineup. They go to the World Series. And then you add Trey Turner to that. And it's like, oh, my goodness, how much better can this lineup get? It, it, it's tough to improve it right now. But the question is, what's the ideal lineup? So I wrote an article about this earlier today. You can see it on 97.5thefanatic.com. Um, by the way, shameless plug for my own stuff I'm doing. I'm doing this new thing, Philly and 50. Just a quick one-minute recap of the biggest news in sports. It's on my personal YouTube, Connor Thomas 975 if you want to rate, review, and subscribe to that. You can find it on Twitter at Philly and 50. Instagram on my Instagram, Connor Thomas 975 uh, TikTok, uh, Connor B. Thomas on there. So go ahead and you can check that out and all the content I'm putting out. A lot of it is Phillies-related stuff, so it can be an additional to this. But I wrote this for 97.5 The Fanatic earlier today, and I wrote my ideal lineup and explained why. So here's my ideal lineup, and this is with Bryce Harper healthy. Because if we're doing ideal, him being healthy is ideal. So I've got Trey Turner leading off playing shortstop. Reese Hoskins playing first base, batting second. Bryce Harper, DHing, batting third. JT Ramuto catching, batting fourth. Schwarber in left batting fifth. Castellanos in right, batting sixth. Bohm at third, batting seventh. Stott at second, batting eighth. Marsh in center field, batting ninth. Let me explain to you exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. So with Trey Turner batting leadoff, he is the best pure leadoff hitter you've had since Jimmy Rollins. Plain and simple. When you get that guy, you bat him leadoff. I understand Schwarber was really good in that spot. I get it. This team is going to be best with Trey Turner at the leadoff position. You can record that. You can quote tweet this later. Old takes exposed me. This team is going to be best when Trey Turner bats first. I know Kyle Schwarber had 46 bombs from the leadoff position last year. That's incredible. The production needs to be higher RBI-wise, and the strikeouts are still too much for me at the top of the order. So give me Turner. Then you say, well, why wouldn't you bat Schwarber second? That's fair. I understand if you want to do that. Here's the reason I'm going Hoskins, right? Because Hoskins is one of those streaky combinations of power, pop. I think he's got more pop than anyone in the lineup not named Kyle Schwarber. So that's part of the reason I like him in the two-hole. Well, and sorry, Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper. But Harper's locked into the three-hole for me. It doesn't move from there. That is his spot. That is the Bryce Harper spot. It's not the three-hole. It's the Bryce Harper hole. Uh, but Hoskins, outside of those two power hitters, Hoskins has the next most pop. He's a guy that went really, really streaky. He's good. He sees a lot of pitches. So he's another guy at the top of the order that sees a bunch. I know Schwarber walked like 86 times last year, which is incredible, which is like top six in baseball, I think it was. But um, I like Hoskins there better because that gap-to-gap power, a little bit more mobile uh, and everything. That's another reason Turner needs to bat leadoff and not second behind Schwarber. Schwarber gets on, Turner's on first the best base dealer out of shortstops in baseball is now stuck behind Kyle Schwarber, who I know he stole some bases last year and stole us a taco in the World Series, but I'd rather have Turner as the first guy on. Hoskins, I'm batting second. And the other reason I'm not batting Kyle Schwarber second, with Bryce Harper batting third, I don't want my two lefty power hitters back-to-back. Because in later innings, if you have Kyle Schwarber coming up, you can now have a lefty specialist face both of those guys and get your two biggest power hitters in disadvantage, disadvantageous situations. That's the word I'm trying to sound out. So that's why I've got Turner, Hoskins, Harper. Romuto batting cleanup. I know he's not your typical power guy, but for a catcher he is. 
Uh, he's productive enough in the gaps to back cleanup. He will leave the yard enough to make productive at-bats and have good numbers at the cleanup spot. And again, can't have back-to-back lefties power hitters because it makes the bullpen too easy. So Romuto in there to break up Harper and Schwarber. Schwarber, who I have batting fifth. I know it's a drop in the lineup for Schwarber. It kind of is what it is when you add the best hitting shortstop in baseball in Trey Turner and a guy who bats 302 career. So, uh, I mean, there's obviously time for the lineup to be tinkered with. Schwarber may move up. Schwarber may move down. Schwarber may be perfect in the five hole. This is where I would start him in the five hole to get him a couple more fastballs to protect JT Romuto, who you can't really work around now. Um, to protect Bryce Harper, who you can't work around because you don't want to get to JT with Schwarber lurking. Like, in the middle of the lineup, the Harper, Romuto, Schwarber is terrifying for opposing pitchers. Lefty, righty, lefty, all pop, all great hitters, all incredible. First team, all NBA, all, all NBA. Did I say NBA? First team, <laughs> all MLB from Romuto. Second team, all MLB from Schwarber. A first team, all MLB talent in Harper when he's healthy. That's great. Then Nick Castellanos yeah, in the six hole. You don't really need anything from Nick Castellanos in the six hole. Uh, I love having him there to back up Kyle Schwarber, maybe come up with the bases empty a couple times a year because Schwarber left the yard, no pressure. You already got something out of that inning if Kyle Schwarber's already hit a home run. Six hole feels like a good spot for a bounce back here for Nick Castellanos. Then boom, right behind him in the seven hole. That's two righties in a row. So you know you got to have lefties to round it out. And that's why I've got Bryson Stott batting eighth. And Brandon Marsh, uh, he just fits. It just feels right. The Stott and Marsh eight and nine. I don't have anything specific as to why those guys are in the order they are or why I feel so comfortable. Like why Marsh has to be nine. I guess he's probably not. He's probably your lowest level hitter out of the nine starters you have. But Marsh nine, Stott eight just kind of feels right to me for some reason. I just hear that and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like the way they should be ordered. I don't know. Gut feeling kind of what they did this past year. So maybe I'm just used to the, uh, I'm just used to it by the uh, this point, but that's how it set it up. So again, we're going Turner, Hoskins, Harper, Romuto, Schwarber, Castellanos, Bohm, Stott, Marsh. <laughs> what an amazing lineup that is. I know a lot of people disagree. You could disagree about Kyle Schwarber should still bat lead off. Don't have Hoskins in the two hole is where a lot of the comments I got on that article were. Um, why is Schwarber batting fifth? Yeah, the, listen, this is an embrace debate, okay? <laughs> you can disagree with me. I love when people disagree. Get at me in the comments if you don't think that's the best lineup, but that's how I would set it out for the Philadelphia Phillies in 2023 when everyone's healthy. Obviously, Bryce Harper back in those scenarios, but that's just uh, that's one man's opinion, so let me know what you think in the comments. Coming up next, we're going to jump into the Phillies advent calendar for the day. I think a lot of people got yesterday's advent calendar, Philly, but I'll reveal it anyway. Uh, and then uh, we're going to give the clues for today's. And I'm actually going to make this one a little bit harder. We'll uh, we'll do that uh, coming up next as we wrap up today's Locked on Phillies. Okay, advent calendar time. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but yesterday the uh, the advent calendar was the clue. I'll just remind everyone of the clue. Uh, this shortstop... <laughs> Reigning all-star shortstop, and I guess I should have said now reigning first-team all-MLB shortstop, just signed with the Philadelphia Phillies on an 11-year, $300 million deal. And, of course, that was Trey Turner. Good job, everybody. You were paying attention. You got it. Proud of you. Very easy. So Trey Turner goes on the advent calendar for the 5th of December. And today, for the 6th, it is the 6th of December, right? 
Yeah, it is the 6th of December. Who knows? These days all run together when you're signing the biggest free agents in baseball. Today for the 6th, a little bit tougher one. So this free agent outfielder signed with the Phillies in 2012. He ended up hitting in that 2012 season 307 while playing the outfield, trying to replicate, well, a World Series victory from his time as a Florida Marlin. Hmm, interesting. Who could it be? Go ahead and guess. Again, this outfielder signed with the Phillies in 2012. He had 307 that year in his only year in Philadelphia, might I add. Give you another extra clue there. And trying to replicate his World Series win with the Florida Marlins earlier in his career. Who is it? One of my all-time favorite deep-cut Philadelphia Phillies players. So let's see if you can get it. So we've had a bunch of fun Phillies players on the advent calendar. Let me just remind everybody of who the Philadelphia Phillies we've had already listed are on the advent calendar. If my phone will actually decide to let me open anything up. Uh, and it's, yeah, here we go. We're good. All right. So the advent calendar Phillies that we've had so far for the 2022 uh, December Christmas holiday season, we had Shane Victorino leading it off for day one. We had Mike Lieberthal, day two. Pedro Marcinez, day three. It was Robin Roberts for day four, which we talked about yesterday. We had Trey Turner for day five. December 5th will always be Trey Turner Day here in Philadelphia. And now that's your clue for December 6th. So I'll update the advent calendar graphic on Twitter. I might have missed that yesterday, I think, because of all the Trey Turner hullabaloo. But uh, we'll get that all squared away. And get in the comments if you know uh, the advent calendar for today, a little bit tougher than yesterday, where it was obviously Trey Turner. That's all my time for today's episode. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now make your second listen, Locked On Sports Today, the biggest breaking news in all of sports. Man, it's the Philadelphia Phillies right now with the signing of Trey Turner. Also, DeGrom goes to the Rangers, Verlander to the Mets. There have been some other big moves. I'm not going to pretend like they haven't happened. And the folks over on Locked On Sports Today won't pretend that they haven't happened either. They cover all of it. Check out Locked On Sports Today, available on Odyssey, uh, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts, YouTube, all that good stuff. So go ahead and check them out. And uh, make sure you're continuing to rate, review, subscribe, everything to Locked On Phillies. Uh, I'm trying to get the channel to 600-plus subscribers by the end of this year. So we're at 540 right now. If you haven't yet, rate, review, subscribe, check in. It's easy. Just click a button. Help a buddy out. Come on. And it allows you to zone in on the latest Phillies content. So when breaking news like Trey Turner happens, you're going to be the first one to see my reaction, get the information from us here at Locked on Phillies. So go ahead and check that out. I'd really appreciate it. And follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, MySpace, uh, everything like this. No, we're not on LinkedIn. We're not on MySpace. But Follow us everywhere you get your content so you keep up to date with all the Locked On Philly stuff that's coming out. Thank you, as always, for checking us out, and I will talk to you tomorrow on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.